Okay, guys. Hello to you listening at home. Welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, Soccer City. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm doing this as well as you know. To you tuned in, I want to thank you for tuning in and continue to listen to Soccer City. I'll be dropping episodes weekly. So today makes it a very special one because this is the first episode ever. Oh. I'm excited about this and big shout out to everyone who's been supporting. Well, as you know, the so- this soccer city is about the beautiful game of football. We discuss issues relating to football, we analyze games, we bring news, transfers, predictions, name it, Soccer City got you. I remain Folabanji Miladi, the host. And for the very first time, I have a guest here, of course. <laughs> this is the first episode. So I have my guest here. So please go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Ugidingbe Olayo Harold. Okay, good to have you here, Olayo. How was the weekend of football? Football is back. It was, it was what we expected. A lot of controversy, a lot of heated arguments, but some, some good stuff to watch. The players were, were back. They were up to their optimum fitness, but with time maybe by next weekend we should we should see the players at their best of their stuff yes 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 in this difficult time of the world the whole world is on lockdown and probably social media has been a bit boring you might want to agree but once the premier league came back football matches hashtags were really trending on twitter how are you keeping up with that yeah the whole whole football twitter was back with their banter and the Asna, Asna was was at the receiving. Oh <laughs> yeah, everything everything was okay. Funny, a lot of funny memes were online. Had had good laughs and, and all that. Wow, that's a good one, Lyle. So why checking your your bio on Instagram? I saw Wood or could have been a pro bowler. So I want to ask, what stopped that dream from being realized? Uh, you know you know how it is in Nigeria. We don't have the plat- platform. No no the the grad. The, we don't have the platform for all those things in Nigeria. If you want to, most 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 things in Nigeria is corrupt. You have oh. to practice this to do that, and 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 that thing is that parents are not supportive of those kind of things. So it's either you go to school, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be 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 something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, I think would you rather blame it on the government or you blame it as individuals in Nigeria? Because if you look at something like players, okay. Such as the sorts of Rashford, the Macy Mounts, the Tam Abrams, the Harry Kings. You notice that they were they were in the academy of their respective clubs at a very, very, very young age. So why is it that in Nigeria, okay, the likes of Aimba, Kano Pillars and the likes, they don't have academy and is even the academia in shambles. I'm sure no one knows about it. Do we like to blame this on the government or we individuals as ourselves? can blame it on the government because they haven't set up institutions to 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 cater for for uh, people who are interested in becoming becoming athletes or some sort of sportman or things like that we have most of the good academies in nigeria are foreign academies we don't have we don't have our own nigerian academies that are good so those things those little things matter they don't they, they, they don't cater for for the players the national team players themselves they don't get paid they, mm. Some of them are old salary. Those those type of things just discourages people from having interest in in going for a career in, in sports. Okay, well, I, from my time I played with you in the school team of our secondary school, 
I really envied you, your talent. You are so good, and you, you could remember you scored some couple of free kicks. You scored really, really important goals for the school. So that was being a talent. I guess if maybe a big club had spotted you, you have been exported to Europe by now. So what would be your advice to people who are skillful as you were back in back in the day and really want to play football? What are you going to tell them now? And they're in Nigeria in the same shoes. If if possible, just just keep doing what you are doing, keep training hard, and if if you're lucky, you get a sponsor or some sort. So if your parents can sponsor you, or you have a family member that can sponsor you, then to be good, you go abroad and get get into an academy or something. But because to 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 make it as an athlete in Nigeria is very very difficult, very very. Mm. Difficult. Okay, okay, and then thinking about it. Do you think this this is a major reason for the for the increase in football ages? Like players now, you are you are thirty, you claim to be nineteen, and you represent your country at the twenty tournaments and all. Do you think it's because of poor infrastructure? Like when you needed to get the chance at your teenage years, you didn't, and when the chance came, you were too old, so you had to cut your age. Do you think that's the reason? That is exactly the reason. One of the reasons. I think that's that's the that's the most reason that makes sense to me because by the time they might get get the chance to to get into an academy or get to a football club they are getting old already so they they have to look for some way to prolong their careers because they most 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 of our nigerian footballers are, are, are money motivated they want to make money and in football you have to have a long career before you can make like enough money so that's 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 like a reason Okay, but in the end, does this bounce back on the individuals themselves or it bounces back on the country? Because if you look at it, I remember 2009 Under-17 World Cup held in Nigeria. The likes of Neymar, El Sharawi played that World Cup. And now, those players that played for Nigeria, they are fizzled out. We can't even find them. Back in the day, I was checking this Nigerian goalkeeper who represented the country at 2005 Holland Under-20 World Cup, which Messi ended up as the golden ball player. I discovered that players like Ambrose Van Zekin, the likes Tai Tai, a lot of them, they are fizzled out. Whereas they played in the same tournaments as Lionel Messi, Sergio Aguero, and Javier Mascherano. Do you think it's because of the football age that they used back then that made them fizzle out all of a sudden? Most likely, they, they, they faded away too quickly. It was too quick. Because maybe most of them had already gone past their best. That, that was when they were at their prime. They were they at their prime. Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't their prime didn't last too long as because they were falsely claiming to be to be what they they were in, they were they were, they were twenty five years old claiming to be under eighteen and those things like that. And when they when when someone claims he's he's let's say he's under eighteen, yeah, five, he affects other players who are under eighteen and they are good enough to play for the national team. But the whole because the whole team is corrupt when mm. they get there when they don't have the chance at the right age to do what they, 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 they want, when they get older and they have a chance to still play for the under-18 team, they'll go ahead and play. Wow. That's, 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 that's a tangible point. So now, Rolayo, if you become the Minister of Sports today, what are you going to do to help out with this course? We'll try to set up infrastructure for for the whole sports scene to maybe make make the whole process easier for people who are interested in in becoming athletes. You know the yeah. the academies, the training centers, things like that. The facilities, those those things will make everything easier and better for people. When you see when you see a good facility, you have interest. Like when you see when you see a good soccer pitch, you like ah yeah. 
wants to come and play. But when you everybody trains on on a rocky sandy field, who, who <laughs> just you get you get injured every time you play. Those type of things, you know, discourage people. Okay, yeah, you have a point. So now over to the foreign scene. Well, Premier League is back and same is La Liga and the Serie A. But we're going to be taking more focus on the Premier League. So the Premier League kick started back on Wednesday. The first match played was Aston Villa and Sheffield. It ended in a goalless draw. Yeah, of course we know that. Then Man City shattered us now at the Etihad. Three goals to nil. De Bruyne putting up a man of the match performance. On Friday, Norwich lost 0-3 to Southampton. United and Spurs drew at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Watford and Leicester ended up in the draw on Saturday. Brighton beat Arsenal on Saturday. West Ham lost to Wolves at the Olympic Stadium. Then Bournemouth lost to Crystal Palace 0-2. On Sunday, Newcastle def- defeated Sheffield United three goals to nothing. Well, very much after a record by John Egan. Then Aston Villa lost 1-2 to Chelsea and Almost champions drew at Everton 0-0. So, Relayo, with these results, what was the most shocking result for you at the weekend? It wasn't quite shocking, but I was expecting Arsenal to drop points away to Brighton and Hugo Albion. Arsenal are in big trouble. They are in really big trouble. They, they, they signed... Yes. Players were over 100 million last last uh, transfer window during the summer, and the their board of directors were already complaining mm-hmm. that they are on an Europa League budget with Champions League wages. So now, very unlikely that they are going to qualify for the Champions League. The Europa League is still within reach for them, but it's being unlikely also. So if at the end of the season. If you to qualify for any of those those tournaments, they will be in big trouble because they won't have any money to spend on 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 transfers, and they need, let's say, two defenders, one quality midfielder, and and maybe mm-hmm. one 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 attacker. I was in, I was expecting them to drop points, but they they shocked. I defeated a really strong attacking team, but their midfield didn't look good enough. The defense wasn't good enough, and in the first half, they 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 started really well. They almost um what's his name? Bukayo Saka had a good chance to hit the crossbar. Benaleno possessed the okay, okay. did really well until um who was his name? Pepe. Yeah. Okay. No, not even Leno. Pepe got the, the opening goal. Yeah. So what's his name? They they they, they there when was there was heat, heated events in the game too between Neomopi and and Mendozi, maybe maybe because you know uh, Mopi was involved in um, when Leno got stretched off, things got heated between them after the end of the game when Gwendozi strangled um, New Mopi on his neck and they had to be separated. Okay, okay, yeah. Like so, well, Relayo, what do you think is wrong at Arsenal? Because the team that were known to be the Invisibles 16 years ago had Asen Wenger, had great players, the Patrick Vieiras, the Thierry Henrys, and the likes, all of a sudden, Arsenal has fizzled out of championship contenders to Melee and Europa League team. What do you think is wrong with Arsenal? Hmm. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal is just, for me, Arsenal is just history FC now. Arsenal is 
Hunter FC. They don't they don't they, they, they don't have any relevance to the league again. They they shouldn't even be seen as a big club anymore. Okay. As now as now I think maybe I can't say it's the coaching staff. Maybe recruitment or I don't even know. Arsenal has young players coming through, rejecting to sign new contracts. Arsenal has their their top players, Aubameyang and 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 the likes, refusing to renew their contracts. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what. Okay, bro. Um, I remember at as at 2010-11-12, Liverpool were having something similar to this. They were not going to the Champions League. They were just playing Europa League. Then. The likes of Kenny Daglish and Bredangujas was they were sacked and Bredangujas performed well. They almost won the title if you remember back in 2013-14. Then now um Jogging Club came in five years ago, 2015, and all of a sudden it took Liverpool from Europa League team to suddenly a Champions League contender. What do you think what credit do you th- what do you think club deserve credit for? Most okay. mostly his 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 man management. He wow. he's really close with his players. He he treats them like father figure to his players, and their recruitment has been been very good. They, every player maybe 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 just Naby Keita. That okay okay. Really There's this saying that no player is bigger than a football club. For them. Okay, I remember when Mourinho had problems with Paul Pogba back when he was United manager. Also. Antonio Conte had issues with Diego Costa and the season Chelsea won the league. So the next season, he sold him off to Atletico. Now, that saying that no player has begun at a football club. Looking at Mesut Ozil at Arsenal, Atleta has chosen not to use him so far. Before Emery was fired, Ozil wasn't getting regular game time at Arsenal. Looking at, and he earns £350,000 a week. Is Arsenal's highest paid player? We know the quality of Ozil from what he did at Real Madrid. And Ozil, though sometimes he could be missing, but many times Ozil comes up and puts up a show of a world-class player. I think in the ranks of us now, Aubameyang and Ozil are the only world-class players. But how come you can choose to bench him? We saw what Pogba did back on Friday. He's a world-class player, United, got him, changed the game. Lampard had issues with Pulisic earlier in the season. Put him in yesterday, changed the game. So do you think it's high time for Ateta to consider Ozil and maybe probably Ozil could help them get back their winning form? I don't really know what's wrong with Mesut Ozil. I, I, I used to think when Emery was there, we okay. were under the illusion that it was he and every Emery that had issues or something. So now we're seeing Ozil now. Still the same same Ozil. Ozil hasn't been himself since 2018. He has not been on form. We've seen glimpses of what he can do from time to time, but he hasn't really hit the ground running like he used to. But I think Ozil is past his best now. I don't really think. Okay. I, I don't think he has much to offer. We're seeing the same thing with Alexis Sanchez. But what is how the world class player just just becomes, let's say average overnight that's 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 what i don't understand but i don't think the, the, the okay. problem is not from the coach because you can't say the two coaches had problems with him it's from the player okay he sure had some controversy with germany which made him left okay it felt as if the germans were critical of him of course he was a turkish german yeah muslim i know so what do you think he left germany in the end he's retired from germany doesn't represent them anymore made the Turkish president is best man at his wedding. So now, what do you think Arsenal should do with him? 
he earns 350,000 pounds a week. For Arsenal, who hasn't been playing Champions League, is that sure not too much for a player to earn? What do you think Arsenal should do with Ozil? If Ozil really wants to get his career back on track, he needs to look for something that's interested in him and go out on loan like Alexis Sanchez did. Because before, I don't think Arsenal is going to get, unless maybe from China, they won't get another team that's willing to pay that amount in wages to Mesut Ozil because he's not looking like a world-class player anymore. They need to they need to maybe get him out on loan and if he doesn't work out, like we're seeing the same thing with players everywhere. It's the same thing with Gary Bale yeah. and Real Madrid. He's earning serious money, mad money and sitting on the bench. Same thing with just before he went out on loan. The same thing with Mesut Ozil. As okay, well. so, so Rolai, before football started, after the, the pandemic, the Arsenal were on the bounce of three straight wins, but since the, the Premier League had restarted, they have lost back-to-back games. They are facing Southampton on Thursday, and Southampton are coming on from a, coming back from a win 3-0, thanks to a man of the match performance by Danny Ings, a goal and an assist. Do you see Arsenal winning that game? I don't see Arsenal being winning that game. As favorites, maybe they might they might nip it, but it's going to be it's going to be a tight one between them. I don't think Arsenal can can just walk in there and bust the game and and get get a big margin victory like that. No, I don't see that happening. But I think if if they, okay, they what what are you going to say about Danings? Danings played for Liverpool, but he didn't go too well because of injuries. He proved himself at Burnley before he was signed by Liverpool, and now that he's back to Southampton, currently on the Premier League scorers charts. He has 16 goals. Before the football stopped, you know, Harry Kane was out injured, Rashford was out injured, and people began to look, wow, could Danny Ings really feel up for England at the Euros? So, Danny Ings, do you think this is just a one-season wonder or there is still more to come from him? I don't think it's one season one that if it was a purple patch, his purple patch would have ended by now. So it's not it's not it's not a one season one that if the whole team works with him well, I think he'll keep banging in goals. He he looks he looks good. Maybe if the Euros were to hold this this summer, I think he would have been called up to get he would have gotten a place with, with the English team in, in the Euros. But that's the kind of ethic we need. The the, the mindset he has, he, he he didn't he didn't make it well in the Liverpool squad, he didn't do well enough. He's come to Southampton now, didn't start so, but okay, that's a great one. So, from the weekend, Tottenham Man United, the very much anticipated game ended in the one word draw thanks to Bruno Fernandes scoring from the spot. Olayo, what do you have to say about that match? How do you rate both sides' performance, Mario's tactical notes, and Oli's response? Bruno Fernandes, Pogba in the same team, much anticipated midfield partnership for United fans and football fans all over the world. So Bruno Fernandes came on and scored. Pogba dropped on in the 60th minute, and <laughs> you know what happened from there? The game changed. What do you have to say about the match? No, I think I think Tottenham had had. Walk out of the game and and think they had the better yeah. result because everyone was expecting Manchester United to get the victory over them. Manchester, maybe only Solskjaer had his his team wrong. He should have started Pogba alongside Bruno and Matic in midfield and maybe Eric Bailly in defense with pairing Maguire. I think yes, yes. Um, everybody expected. You know how Mourinho is with his teams. That's typical Jose Mourinho. 
sets up to to counter attack and but 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 looking at it from let's say as a Tottenham fan, I'm not a Tottenham fan though. Tottenham fans would be watching okay. that and be be sad from from like last season or seasons that we we know the yeah, yeah. but Tottenham is one of the best attacking attacking teams in in England. Yeah, one of the teams in England and the then then is is just sad to watch. Though. They didn't really really try to maybe in the first half they had some chances. The the um Begwin puts Luxor on the run maybe some few times. Son okay. did the same thing with Wambisaka, but apart from that, alongside Hurricane was quite okay. Much. So well, you said um you questioned the selection of Olegona Social. You were like you could have it could have been better if you said Paul Pogba. Okay, Pogba hasn't played a match for United since December, I remember. Then Harry Kane was out for Tottenham since January. Mario trimmed to the fray, played 90 minutes, but Kane really, didn't really deliver. He was looking much, much rusty. Do you think this justifies Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's decision not to start Pogba? I don't, I don't... Nothing justifies his decision. He should have started Pogba. If Pogba wasn't fit enough to play, let's say, the whole 90 minutes, he could have stopped him off at 60 minutes. He knows Pogba... There, there, there were some rumors in the media the week before the game that Pogba needs to prove himself to get into a Manchester United team that's that's been unbeaten in eleven games and things like that. Doesn't doesn't make sense to me though because Pogba is one of the best midfielders. Okay, where are you now? So, after that match, he, he, Spurs are, are in eighth place, forty two points after thirty games. United are on forty six after thirty games. Who do you fancy to finish in the top four? Tottenham are out of their shorts if they, if they believe they, they'll get into the top four. Manchester United and Chelsea have, have a battle on their hands to, to determine who's fi- going to finish fourth place. Although fifth place might mean yeah. something if the ban is upheld by the Court of Arbitration for Sports. If Manchester and Manchester City don't get to play Champions League. Okay, that's season, that's very good. That's very good. So now, um, something. looking at Leicester City, down to 10th place as now. I'm going to call out their points and we'll, you'll pick two teams probably because we're not sure if the court of habitation of sports is going to rule that City are not going to play in the Champions League next season. you pick two teams who you think, who you fancy can end up in the top four. Leicester on 54 points, Chelsea 51, United 46, Wolves tied with United on 46, Sheffield United 44, of course, after that damaging result at Final side, they lost to Newcastle 3-0. Sports 42, Crystal Palace surprisingly ninth. Abu now with two points, who are on 40. The form guide, Chelsea's last five matches, they lost one, drew one, won three. United, won three, drew two, including a big win before the suspension of football at Old Trafford against City. Wolves, three wins, two draws. Sheffield United, two draws, one loss and two wins. Sports, one win. Two losses and two draws that might have damaged their hopes of finishing the top four. Palace are on a four-game stretch winning. Do you believe that? Then Arsenal lost two and draw, uh, won three. As- the whole thing with them is just it's just it's just crazy, you know. The whole thing is just sad. I, I just, it's very it's very sad times for us. Okay. My family members, I'm the only man. You can you can you can reach yeah. out to them yeah. now yeah. to yeah. every yeah. Arsenal fan listening to this. I actually love you, but your club is not special anymore. Or what do you think? Yeah, 
<laughs> they should settle for what? They should settle for Europa League qualification or middle place. Okay, so what are you? Hmm. They have Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich in the bottom five. Who do you think is relegated? Norwich, Norwich, Norwich have 21 points. They are bottom. Followed bottom closely. Aston Villa is above them with five points. Aston Villa is on 26. Bournemouth 27. West Ham 27. Watford 28. Who do you fancy to go down? Who's, who's, who's going to be playing football in Championship next season? Do you think Aston Villa are following them? I think surely Norwich is going to go down. They had a really poor result. Aston Villa might, they are looking like they are going to go down. Um, and if they do go down, then Jack Lillish has a very big decision on his hands. He has to yeah, move to, definitely. to a Premier League club. A player like that can't be playing in the Champions League, Championship. He has, he has make, well, maybe, I, with all the quality sure in West Ham, they are seated 17 with 27 yeah. points, tied to 18 place Bournemouth. Wouldn't it be crazy if West Ham should get relegated? Because they spent a lot of money during the last, yeah, and last in the lives of their team. They have your Malenko. Yeah, these are world class players. I said sorry, players, maybe not too world class. These are these are some class of players, quality players, and they are seated 17. Watford is even above them. All of a sudden, Nigel Pelsin yeah. turned Watford around because before he came, Leicester were relishing in the bottom. So now, we, we the fixtures, I'm going to call the fixtures for the next game week. We're almost rounding up shortly. But I'm going to call the fixtures for the next match day starting on Tuesday. Though City have a game in hand, they are playing Burnley tonight at the Etihad. Who do you fancy for that one? You can predict the scoreline or predict who wins. 3-1, okay, 3-1 to yeah, Man City. Maybe so I'm going to call the, the fixtures for you. Let's start Brighton tomorrow. Who do you fancy? Due to the relegation, Leicester obviously want to, to secure their top fourth uh, place. Uh, Brighton will also want to avoid relegation, so it might be a okay. hard one to Okay, West Ham. West Ham, we already checked. <laughs> they are fighting relegation and they might want to go all out. And it's a London derby, so there is a more, very much at stake. Who do you fancy, Sports or West Ham? Oh, okay, oh, draw. Oh, then oh. Wednesday, a big one there. My United Sheffield. Man, you are just above Sheffield with two points. What do you fancy at Old Trafford? <laughs> no Dean Henderson, no John Egan, Jack O'Connell won't be playing, so I expect Man United to, to have. <laughs> okay, we hope that, that goes, you, you that goes the way you want it. Then Newcastle, Aston Villa. Newcastle on the back of a 3 0 win. Jolinton back in the, in the scoreline. Amiron, a master class performance. So who do you go for? Newcastle or Aston Villa? I think Steve Bruce is doing a very good job in Newcastle. He might, he might, he might get a chance to prove himself if the Saudi takes, uh, Saudi consortium takes over a Newcastle. Maybe okay, Norwich maybe versus Everton. Away at Norwich. I win Newcastle there. Everton didn't really do good at the weekend, although they, they, we expected Ancelotti to sit back and defend. That was all stick tight and sit deep. They did that and maybe yeah 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 they, they were the third team to get points off Liverpool this season. Okay. Wolves Bournemouth, inform Adam Atari came off the bench, gave an assist. 
Raul Jimenez, 16 goals, have scored the best Mexican record from Javi Hernandez. So, who do you fancy here, Wolves or Bournemouth? Bournemouth are really in the 18th. Okay. Liverpool, Liverpool Crystal Palace. Do they get him? They, they, they won't get a result against Wolves. Okay. Okay. Then Burnley Watford. Burnley 11th. Watford 16th. Okay. Then Southampton Mass now. I think you said. After I'm not going to find this one easy. Okay. Then the game of the weekend. Stafford Bridge. Chelsea Man City. Yeah. So it's be hard for them. <laughs> you know what happens now. You're a Chelsea fan, yeah? You know what to expect. They're going to smash you, yeah? You're going to, to Etihad. Or no, the home advantage it's now at Stamford Bridge. So no, there's no home advantage. So there's definitely. But, well, whatever, whatever we'll see, we'll get to find out. So let's rush quickly down to La Liga. Though there were talking points I could have raised as far as regards um, Roy Keane statement on David Eya. Rolayo, you are looking at social. Who are you picking next season? David Eya or Dean Henderson? Let me quickly read to you your stats for the season. David Eya and Man United have conceded 31 goals in 38 games this time. Okay, are you are you listening? Then Dean Henderson has conceded just 25 goals at a team like Sheffield United. Yeah. Well, they are known to be defend- more defensive than Man United. Then, when it comes to passes, they are the better pass completion rate of 71.78%, way above that of 36.52% of Dean Henderson. And probably, <laughs> Roy Kane, former Man United midfielder, called they are the most overrated goalkeeper of all time. Do you agree with him? No, I don't agree with him, but for some reason, you know, when, when the head dropped from at some stage, we were thinking, okay, it's just for a period, it's just, but it's been two years now and he's not looking like he's going to get back to his best. So, next season, I would still leave Dige as Manchester United's number one and send Dean Henderson back on okay. the season low. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone that looks at stats when comparing players. They, they, they had good stats too, but the defense is, the Sheffield has the second best defense in the league, followed by Manchester United. So, Okay. So well, I would you Jamie Vardy 19 goals, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang 17 goals, Sergio Aguero 16, Danny Ng 16, Mohamed Salah 16, Raul Jimenez 14, Sergio Mane 14, Marcos Rashford 14. Who finishes with the Golden Boot? Um, I would say, I would say Jamie Vardy. I really like Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy is one of the most underrated strikers in the Premier League. Talking of someone that, that worked his way up from non-league football to make it to winning the, the the Premier League. The whole thing is just it's just it's just amazing, yeah. But I'll say Jamie Vardy, they he he's like two goals ahead of everyone else. They have a favorable fixture running and he's looking good, but we don't know yet since the form, form, form is no longer on the table. Okay, so let's quickly run down to La Liga. So, <laughs> Premier League always has quality talking points, but let's go to La Liga. Currently now, Madrid fraud Barcelona yesterday after a 2-1 win at Real Sociedad and Madrid on, tied on same points with Barcelona but with a better head-to-head. Who do you think finishes with the, the title? I think that's very hard to call. That's going to be very hard to call. 
I think if both player if both teams keep their best players fit and maybe the it might it might it might be decided on the last day. We've seen that a few times in the last decade or so. We saw that like two or three yeah. times when the game was decided on the last day of the season in La Liga. So I I expect Barca to win. Okay, so now for Real Madrid, Zidane has a lot of attacking options. Zidane has his back feet. Benzema is firing. The likes of Magano Diaz, Vinicius Junior, and Asensio they are getting to gel very much. And at the fullback position, Ferland, Mandi, and all of them, they are getting fit. Okay, but over to Barcelona, they have had problems with Osman Dembele and Phil Coutinho. Do you think Baka are over reliant on Messi? They are over reliant on Messi, and I think they are going to be in serious trouble when Messi decides to retire if they don't find someone soon enough. And we, Griezmann, mm. Griezmann, Griezmann made the worst choice of his career joining Barcelona. He plays the same position with Lionel Messi, and now he is he, being played out of position, yeah, yeah, yeah. being benched for okay. uh, Martin Brick. Now it's Brice White, what's his name? So, Baka. In Baka and Madrid, Madrid has the better score depth to me. They are midfield. If you look at players yeah. like Isco, players like, um, even, even Modric um, is being benched now. <laughs> Funny enough, yeah. Tony Cruz and Casemiro and Federico Valverde are preferred to be super. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, Barcelona, you can't, they, they attempted to replace to get squad depth because they spent on money on the likes of Phil Coutinho and Osman Dembele, but it turns out it didn't go well for them. But their equipment has just been bad in recent years. Okay, so between Madrid and Baka, who do you think is going to win the Champions League sooner? Sooner, sooner, sooner. Yeah. I think. Okay, okay. Madrid has so the best yeah, we'll be wrapping up with that. Thank you very much, Olaya, for coming to the podcast. I hope you guys who tuned in. You are you you are lighting the bubble eighteen or two, and you really had a great time on the show. Well, Olaya, for Olaya, has he had introduced himself? <laughs> He's into law, but he knows pretty much about football, and we're glad to have him on the show. So he, he has made a landmark as our first ever guest. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's something we won't forget. So to everyone who tuned in, who took time to stream, very good and thank you. So next time we have the next episode next week. I'll bring in another guest. Stay very much blessed. It's your boy Falabanji. Hey guys, to you listening out there. I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. The support and the love has been massive. So guys, I won't be letting you down. This Friday, I'll be dropping another episode. That's going to be episode 3. So I expect you to anticipate and repost when it comes out. Thank you very much. Much love. Follow Banshee.